What's going on, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Weekend Wrap-Up. It's got Miles. Well, I should say it. We've got Miles and me. <laughs> it's us. This is Miles, my best friend. Hey, Miles. What's going on, James? How you doing? Hey, how was your workout today? Yeah, it was all right. Um, it was hard. A lot of reps. I was sweaty. And then the hot tub was great. So, yeah, it was good. So I noticed Miles said that it was all right. Um, I put the workout together, so it obviously wasn't up to par for what he wanted, but that's great. So we're going to talk about sports real quick. We're going to do a quick wrap-up since we don't have any football. There was some exciting basketball action, though. Uh, we all got to get the first glimpse of the new-look Cleveland Cavaliers yesterday as they took on the Boston Celtics in Boston during Paul Pierce's retirement ceremony for his jersey. And I'd have to say the Cleveland Cavaliers, young guns, are looking hot. Just off of what you saw, whether it be highlights or box score or whatever, what was your first impressions on the Cleveland Cavaliers? Uh, they're better. They're the East Bay. And, like, what's funny is after the trades, I remember we were all sitting there, you, me, and Clayton, we were talking like, dude, the Cavs literally just had the best trade deadline ever. And then I saw some, like, articles where were saying the Cavs still aren't the favorite. There's no way this team's, like, any better. And I like it blew me away because I just looked at the players they got, and we all did. Like, they got a lot better. And then this weekend it showed. Obviously, you know, I heard someone say they're still in that honeymoon honeymoon phase, which could be it, but that's a great start to a marriage if that's the case because they dominated yesterday. Absolutely, man. And one of the things is I always look for matchups when it comes to basketball. So, like, obviously we know the Cavs you know, have to play some of the top dogs. Like the Celtics and the Raptors are probably going to be the top teams in the East that are going to compete. And then obviously the Warriors. So I look for matchups. I think they got better at every position when it comes to the matchups that they're going to have to face those top teams. Jordan Clarkson, for instance, I kept saying that he reminds me of Lou Williams. Guy that comes off the bench, can score at will. And I heard yesterday that, I, I didn't even realize this, but the commentator mentioned he is the top-scoring bench player behind Lou Williams in the NBA, which is kind of funny because he is the foreman in Lou Williams. He scores at will, and you can see that yesterday. And what happened, do you remember, like, last year in the playoffs, in, the, in any year for that matter, when LeBron sits even for two minutes, what happens to the Cavaliers? Uh, their point differential is insanely bad. Yeah, and they can't even hold their own without him. And that was even with Kyrie, right? Like, Kyrie would come in. And, I mean, he's a superstar. We know that. But even he couldn't keep the team together. Well, what happened yesterday was LeBron collided knees with one of the big dudes in the paint, and he hurt himself. So he was out for eight minutes. And during that eight-minute stretch, not only did the first unit, but the second unit held their own. They were only outscored by two points for the eight minutes that LeBron was on the bench, which is the first time I've ever seen that before. So that's why I think that there's a huge potential for the Cavs to compete, and even for a title, I know, like you just said, it's the honeymoon phase, and they don't have a lot of film on the Cavs yet, but I'm excited to see these young guns, because not only does it, you know, they're all hyped up, because they're on a championship contending team, and they're playing with LeBron James, but even the old guys, you were talking about today, too, in the hot tub, J.R. Smith, I mean, while it was a terrible dunk, he still dunked on someone, he was playing with a lot of energy, because he's playing with these young guys, I think it helps everyone around him. What would you give the Cavs as far as a grade when it comes to the trade? Uh, a plus. Like, I really would. They, they got better. Like, they got better this year. They got better next year. They got better, like, for the future. They, I mean, obviously, Hood's going to be a restricted free agent. 
and I don't know really the contract situations of the other guys, but if they keep, you know, two out of the four, they're a better team. Um, but then my question is, like, this grade really comes down to how do they integrate Kevin Love back into the lineup when he comes back. So, say, you know, they got 27 games left, they start meshing well, they start playing really well together, and then Kevin Love comes back, like, that could – I mean, obviously you get the trade day plus, but how do you get the whole scenario, the whole, all the moves, like once that grade, once Love comes back? That's going to be tough to tell because, like you said, Love, you never know with him. Uh, he's a great player, and he's got his strength. But, like, when I look at matchups, especially against teams like the Warriors, and you've got the matchup with, like, Kevin Love and Draymond Green, uh, Kevin Love and uh, Pachulia, Kevin Love versus uh, JaVale McGee, it's really hard for me to say that, that – he's that great of a player because the matchup isn't really in his favor when it comes down to those top teams. So it might be difficult for him to get integrated back with the team. That's what's, that's what's difficult to tell right now. I mean, they've done it in the past. He's going to give you your 10 to 20 points a game easy and your 10 rebounds plus a game. Um, the only thing is, man, like Kevin Love, they always seem to play better defense without him. So I, it's fun to watch them right now as they're meshing and running around flying on D. We'll have to see when he comes back if their defense actually stands as it is so we'll see what happens i'm excited for it though i'm excited for the playoffs i already was i mean it's it's coming down to it we're, we got teams that we're rooting for and it's just exciting to see the Cavs at least have some sort of a chance to compete for the east at least um moving over to the jazz man we're jazz fans i'm proud of yeah, it even though it sucks right yeah yeah so talk about I'm this about to get loud i'm about to get on the freeway and my car's a tin box so just so your listeners know it's about to get loud in here on the civic pride, dude. So, the Utah Jazz, nine straight victories. What's your thoughts so far on the Jazz? We're more than midway through the season. How are they meshing? What are your thoughts on what happens within the rest of the year? Uh, the Jazz have their first superstar they've ever had. Like, Carmelone, obviously he's a star. John Stockton, he was just a great facilitator of Jerry Sloan Austin. Donovan Mitchell is a superstar, like a Kobe Bryant type of player, like a transcendent to a franchise type of player, which I guess you could say Carmelo was. Darren Williams was never that. Carlos Boozer was never that. But Donovan Mitchell is. And, dude, yeah, you're going to have to edit that out. Hey, just so your audience knows, it got cut because I almost got hit on the freeway because some dummy almost hit me. Uh, uh, yeah, dude, and they got Rudy Gobert. They have a good – like, they're one – other like legitimate basketball player away from being a top four seed, but at the same time that doesn't really matter because even with another superstar, they can't beat the Warriors. But dude, Jazz look good; they're fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. I'm happy for them, and their city jerseys, which you have liked since they came out, I am now finally on that train of liking the city jerseys and the court as well. But we're three and zero in our city jerseys, one nine straight. We have this good team camaraderie because outside of Donovan Mitchell got a, a lot of role players but for some reason Snyder knows how to pull everyone together and get them meshing well and it's insane to watch how well everyone's clicking without a ton of superstars we lost Hood and we lost Joe Johnson we got Crowder who played great last night um I mean it's kind of cool to watch I'm excited for the Jazz future but like I said small market teams like ours uh, we're, we're never going to compete with the Warriors in this day and age so it kind of sucks but we can still root for the small victories that we get but uh yeah, I hope you guys hope you guys like this episode of the weekend wrap up with me, the game time guru, and Miles as we take our drives into work and our you know other areas. So we'll be talking to you on Friday. Make sure to tune in and listen to the episode coming up on Friday. And uh, hope you guys have a great week.